Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It's Friday, September 29th. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And on the WIBC hotline, we have Tony Kinnett from the future Tony Kinnett cast. Tony did some traveling, ventured to Michigan, talked to some people at the UAW plants, and now we get to hear what he found out. Good morning, and it's good to be back in Indiana. All right, Kenneth, so you went to Michigan. You went to see the picketers. You went to see the people from the UAW. You did a big investigative piece. What is going on? Uh, Basically, everyone on the union line, we're being told, is like this big Democrat supporter that loves Joe Biden and loves Democrat policies and thinks Bidenomics is just super duper. And uh, no, that's not the case at all. I hear a lot of people saying the I'm going to vote blue except for Donald Trump, uh, which is something we heard a lot of in 2016. Also, a lot of UAW workers uh, left the picket line to go see Donald Trump at a rally that evening, lining the streets. And uh, his speech, and, and again, I'm, I'm often critical of Trump, so this isn't like just Trump fanboy kind of telling you just I love Trump because I love Trump. Um, his speech was honestly really good. And if he spoke like he did last night on the campaign trail throughout the election, he has more than a fighting chance, in my opinion. Okay, so do the workers believe, because there's a lot of people, and we hear from them, who are looking at, I want 40% pay raise, I want a four-day work week. There's a lot of people looking at that going, that's ridiculous. Do these people see how society is seeing them? Yeah, uh, and a lot of you people on the line that we've spoken to outside the Ford Assembly plant do not think that they're going to be getting 40% raises in four-day work, re- four work weeks. It's just not a thing. Uh, a lot. There's basically two opinions on that. Number one, they think, well, they're asking for more because we'll end up getting somewhere in the middle. Um, and as we've seen, the automakers already suggested a 20% raise, which, hey, I mean, I would have taken, mm-hmm. but they, the uh, union leadership did not, which, by the way, upset people on the line because they're like, what are you doing? Why did you not take a 20% pay raise for all of us? That would have been awesome. Uh, and then number two, uh, you see a lot of, of people saying, I don't really know why union leadership is running around whining about Elon Musk and, and whining about four-day work weeks. Uh, we just want a pension. And that's that's genuinely what I have heard from 99 percent of people on the line. There was this old white professor type style guy who I'm not even sure worked at Ford, who told me he was absolutely giddy that Biden had visited. Uh, But he's the also the only person we talked to that didn't usually include uh, some kind of a swear word before or after Biden's name. Uh, Casey, go ahead. Okay, you mentioned Elon Musk. Did you hear any rumblings about electric vehicles? Uh, Like every other person I spoke to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is shock, shocking, but in the Rust Belt, where we make gas-powered cars, people aren't thrilled with the idea of shutting down those gas-powered car factories. Um, my dad worked at Dana. My grandmother worked at Dana. My grandfather worked in, in the manufacturing industry for a long time as an electrician. This manufacturing culture that our, our society is built on is never thrilled when you say, hey, we're going to replace all of this industry with green initiatives. 
I mean, we all see a lot of these businesses that end up going uh, bankrupt because green initiatives suck. Um, We see the battery manufacturing, which is worse for the environment than we're told that it is. And also electric vehicles just in and of themselves are not yet as good as gas powered vehicles. They just aren't. They're prone to overheating. They're not as reliable. And also it's not good for the factory workers themselves. It takes a slightly different skill set. You don't just snap your fingers and convert an automotive factory to electric. That's not how that works. So these factory workers know they would be out of a job if Ford suddenly switches over to Biden's 2035 electric vehicle edict. Tony Kennett, our guest, he has a new piece out at the Daily Signal. He went to Michigan to talk to the UAW workers about what in the world is going on there. All right. So uh, this is the question I've asked about the um, the teachers union, right? Like you hear from teachers. We hear from teachers all the time. You do, too. Well, those guys don't speak for me. But they do because people aren't speaking up against the leadership, so by default they speak for you. If people feel this way, why are they allowing the union leadership to continue to make bad deals with politicians they don't like? Well, uh, I'm going to try to put this in a bit of a different perspective. Uh, Being in a manufacturing union is so completely different from being in a teacher's union. It just is. Teacher's unions have really no history in this country. They just kind of exist for people to whine. Manufacturing and labor unions have a history in this country. I mean, in in the Midwest specifically, there were towns under martial law because of violence between unions and factories in in the 50s and 60s. And being a part of a manufacturing union, especially like the UAW, is a part of life for a lot of these people. And there is an expectation that if you're going to be on the line at this factory, that you're going to be a part of the UAW. Um, And that, regardless of politics, that is kind of a core expectation. There's also a core expectation that you're not going to run your mouth and be a scab. And the union, if they find you on a picket line, there's, for example, there's a guy in a, a Fox News clip who's given Biden the side eye. Mm-hmm. And we have yeah. information that the union is already trying to find this man. So that, like, he might be dealt with. And when I say dealt with, I mean Italian mob-style Chicago dealt with. Mm. I'm not joking around. I mean dead on the side of the road dealt with, because that's the union. That is. And anyone listening knows that a manufacturing union will take care of something like small-town Jason Aldean take care of something. And so that's why a lot of people don't speak out against manufacturing union leadership. You'll be dead, and I'm not joking. Okay, you said regardless of politics, but this is a political talk show, so let's get into it. Can you compare and contrast the attitude difference or the reception between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Yeah, Donald Trump's like, hey, remember when I was in office and you guys had money and jobs and there were no strikes and I invited union leadership to the White House within a month of me being in office? And everyone, including the majority of the Democrats that we spoke to, were like, yes, I remember that fondly. He may have been an a-hole, one woman told me, uh, but I had money in my pocket and food on the table. Biden gets out there and goes, well, you know us. I was I had a Corvette that was made by a union, which, by the way, it wasn't. Uh, and he's, I, I remembered the union line. He's, I was raised by Puerto Rican rabbis in a black church, and they were all a part of the union. And everyone's like, well, I, I don't feel supported by that. <laughs> Biden also went to this small, like much smaller plant further away than like the core Ford uh, assembly plant where people were striking. That's where we went and did our reporting. And. People just aren't impressed with Biden. Uh, Some think that he doesn't even know what he's doing, that he's being controlled like a puppet. The other people think that he just doesn't care about them and he's using them for a photo op. I think it's a mixture of the two. 
So Biden's policies, they also think did this to him. They know Biden's oil policies, energy policies, and not to mention his electric vehicle initiatives. That's some of the that is some of what is to blame. And no, they don't like Biden because of it. Uh, okay, real quick, Casey, I wanted to make sure because Tony's our guest and, and uh, I'm going to hit you with this too, Casey. Uh, I just got this this morning. Uh, it turns out, Tony, Casey, uh, Joe Hogsett is a big WIBC listener. <laughs> Hi, well, Joe. Good for him. Good morning. Uh, this is this was in uh, Adam Wren's Importantville publication. Uh, this is a quote for a, a piece that he was working on from the Hogsett campaign about Shreve now asking the question where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Now, real quick, would you again like to remind everyone where your sources have told you Joe Hogsett was during the riots? Uh, yes, I have. I have sources that have confirmed to me that, that Joe Hogsett was outside of Indianapolis. And let's just say just it is possible that Joe Hogsett might have allegedly been in a rehab center. Let, let's pick a random city. Let's say Richmond, Indiana. <laughs> OK, now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who knows why? Maybe he was just visiting like Monopoly. Maybe he was in there. But those are what people have told me. OK, so, Casey, before I read you this quote, um, and let's see if you can point out what is not in this quote. Casey, ask me where I was last night. Where were you last night, Rob? Well, I went to the Brownsburg Town Council meeting. I think we're going to get into that later in the show. That was a rousing good time. Dealt with a bunch of uh, union government employees over there. And then uh, came home, watched the uh, NFL football game, slept until 1.30, got up and watched the Ryder Cup until I came here with you. Mm-hmm. You see how that specific that was on yes. where I was last night? Love it. All right, here is the quote from the Hogsett campaign. Tony, are you ready? ready for this about uh, Shreve calling him out on where he was during the riots. Are you ready? I'm on my tiptoes with excitement. All right. Again, as reported by Adam Wren in Importantville, quote, Mayor Hogsett understood that reasonable questions would be raised by the violence that swept major cities in 2020, which is why almost immediately after the events of that summer, he commissioned an independent investigation and report into the activities of city staff and our law enforcement partners. Much like Mayor Hogsett's numerous public appearances and press conferences from that weekend, the report is available to the public. We would suggest that both the Shreve campaign and the city as a whole would benefit from Jefferson listening less to right-wing radio shock jocks <laughs> and more to concerns of regular families who are tired of Trump-style politics infiltrating local government. First of all, I love that Joe Hogsett is apparently listening to this radio program, but Tony did... What stood out to you about that quote about Joe Hogsett and where he was during the riots? Uh, okay, Alex, I'll take what is I didn't mentioning where he was the night of the riot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you win the million dollars. We're going to keep you on the island. I mean, isn't that just a giant red flag that the guy just still refuses to say to Wish TV, to Indie Star, to Importantville, whoever it is, he will not tell you where he was during the riots. No, and then the obfuscation is really hilarious. He's like, don't listen to the crew. Like, this is literally like, don't look at the man behind the curtain mm-hmm. in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it, it's so obviously transparent. And yet, it, honestly, at this point, I think he knows he, he, he's facing just a wax candidate with almost a spine. And uh, he still can't get out of the fact that most of the people in Indianapolis care about what he says that no one cares about. And it's hilarious. When has he taken questions from common Indianapolis citizens? He All hasn't. Right. All right. Well, uh, when does your show start? Do we know? I feel like I've been promoting this for nine years now. Well, see, if we promote it for nine years, you're more likely to tune in. Uh, we're thinking probably right after a night at WIBC. 
Okay. The Tony Kennett cast that airs sometime in the near future, uh, evening 7 to 8 p.m. here on WIBC. Tony Kennett, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's 19 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. How you doing today, Rob? You had a busy oh, night last man, night. Man, it's been just a wild and wacky roller coaster of emotion. And, you know, Casey, um, gosh, you know, there's nothing more flattering than having been out of the government for eight years mm-hmm. and you go to a government meeting And you're sitting in the back, minding your own business, and there's a flood of people there, and they make it very clear they're there because of you. (laughs) Did you have a packed house? Oh my goodness, Casey! In the eleven o'clock hour, we're going to get into this. It was uh, it was like the movie. You ever seen the movie The Blues Brothers? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, Casey! It was like uh, the movie The Blues Brothers at the very end when all the cops are you know in the theater Mm -hmm. getting them, and the guy you know John Candy. Now, wait a second. I've never even seen these guys play. Orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. Three Three orange orange whips. Except instead of uh, police officers, it was firemen. Oh, okay. And uh, some not very nice things were said about me last night. Shocker. Uh, Now, you have heard the audio in question. That was not very nice, right? No. And and then uh, the only problem with that is then I got proven exactly correct. You've heard the audio on that. Mm -hmm. And so coming up next hour, you know how we do it here, Casey. Um, we have the receipts. Well, when you, yeah, when you have an issue with the truth in the government, we make you famous with your own words because, <laughs> well, clearly everyone listens to this show, which now, including Joe Hogsett. Mm-hmm. It's so wild, Casey. How we're told nobody listens to your show. And yet, mm-hmm. the meeting last night at the town council was all about me and my show and my social media. And Joe Hogsett's talking about our show and our social media. And it's like, did you know we're controlling the Shreve campaign? I, Isn't that wild? Well, you are a newsmaker, breaker, and shaker. Well, that I, is for sure. I, it was funny. I was uh, There are some people in the Shreve campaign, as I said before, there are some of them that I really don't like and disagree with, and there are some of them that I actually like. And there was one of the ones that I like. We were joking about that, and I said... To him, to accuse him of listening to us, we rip Shreve's ass on a daily basis over here. I wish he listened to us as much as Hogsett thought he did. If he had listened to us, yes. I, we'll we'll hear from Abdul on Monday with the polling set. It would be a different ballgame for him. I can't wait to hear what Abdul has to say about that. So anyway, yes, coming up next hour, uh, we, we saw another example of some really bad government, mm-hmm. and people were being very mean to me. And uh, then I, I came home and and uh, set that alarm for 1.30 and got up and... And, uh, and, and, and watched the beginning of the Ryder Cup. You know, it was really nice, Casey, and I didn't know that the Americans were going to do this. Instead of putting the professionals out there for the morning round, they put a bunch of 10 handicappers mm-hmm. out there. And look, that may be a... You know, not a wise strategy in terms of they lost all the matches, but the fact that they let a bunch of amateurs play the most important event in golf, that was really nice of them. I would like to point out, this was probably a year ago when you you told me your plan, hey, when these uh, major matches yes. are coming up, I you're not going to get 100% from me. That's correct. And you said four. And now you've added a fifth one. <laughs> 
Well, there was no Ryder Cup last year. So every other year it's five? Yeah, two years. So the, the Ryder Cup is the big one because it's for your country. Now, it looks like, Casey, at least as of right now, they did let the professionals play for the Americans in the afternoon. So kind of a weird strategy to let 10 handicappers play in the morning. But, hey. It is what it is. Okay. Let's talk about the ratings uh, from the Republican presidential primary debate on Wednesday. Nine million people watched. Now, the Fox network was still number one in their time slot, but that figure is down from nearly 13 million who watched the first Republican debate. So we know 25% less people watched. And it was a rerun, right? Why would you? No. It, was, it was the same group of people. We've seen that show. Other than you, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> Why would you watch? And and you did it, of course, for your baby who wanted to watch. Uh, Olivia was very excited to watch the uh, debate, according to my wife. Now, Mm -hmm. I uh, pressed Olivia repeatedly, um, (laughs) and she would not give me a straight answer, but I have no reason (laughs) to believe my wife lied to me. Now, I will say, Casey, I think Mm -hmm. there was a moment at the beginning of the debate when they had the big intro, and Mm -hmm. they're showing Reagan stuff, and there was a, a moment where they had Reagan and Margaret Thatcher together. Yeah. And I am Did certain. Did she coo? Well, I saw, I uh, heard a coo and a twinkle in her eye uh-huh. because, of course, my baby is, her middle name is Thatcher for Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. So, uh, but nobody cared, right? And this is what we predicted. Yeah. Well, it did have twice as many viewers as America's Got Talent and also the season premiere of Survivor, <laughs> which were on competing networks. However, in 2016, the GOP primary averaged 23 million viewers. Well, and you're specially programming because it costs so much to produce. I mean, that is a huge endeavor for the networks that put on these uh, primary debates, mm-hmm. the uh, you've got to deliver ratings with those because of the cost associated with making those debates. And it is clear, if Trump is not there, mm-hmm. people are just simply not interested. Yeah, it's the Trump factor. So in 2016, we've gone from 23 million viewers to the first debate, which was 13 million, and then this one we had this week, down nine. And you mentioned Trump. Somebody did call 317-684-8444 oh. if you'd like to contribute and had an idea of um, how they could do better and how to actually get Trump to the debate. Uh idea for the Republican National Committee. If you want to get Donald Trump on the stage, all you have to do, all they have to do is just bar him from participating. He will demand that he participate, <laughs> at which time they say, okay, fine, come on up. <laughs> all I got, but to me, that sounds like the best solution to get Donald Duck up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him he can't be there, and then he'll show up. You're not telling me I can't do something. Can we again point out, too, what a great job Kylan is I know, doing? she's doing amazing. Kevin has passed out in a ditch somewhere probably by this point. Does that guy, that guy takes, like, every Friday off now, it seems. Well, and I thought, like, I was like, is there some special event going on, Kev? Like, are you, is there something with your band? He's like, no, 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 my buddy's just coming in town. At nine in the morning. <laughs> what do you think they're doing? Some uh, day I, drinking? I can guess what they probably are doing or have done. Uh, but I just want to point out, Kylan always goes above and beyond. While Kev practically sometimes doesn't even remember to play the audio, Kylan not only plays the audio, she will count it down for us mm-hmm. so we know mm-hmm. when the audio is about to end. Okay, I wanted to point out this story uh, really quick. This is coming to us from... Ojai, which is a Southern Californian city. Oh. And they have become the first in the nation to recognize the legal rights of non-human animals. 
So what, what animals. Did you, what did you just say? Yeah, they're recognizing the rights of non-human animals, oh. which would be animals. The council found that elephants have been found to be quite similar to humans. Uh-huh. They're cognitive, they're emotionally and socially complex, uh-huh. they're capable of suffering trauma, uh-huh. and elephants also can have brain damage if they're not allowed to roam freely and interact with other elephants. So uh, we're now recognizing the rights of elephants, mm-hmm. but a baby in the womb, no dice. Correct. Oh, okay. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to point yeah. this out to you. Mark sure. Scott, who is the city manager, he said, I'm glad that we're able to make this statement supporting the place of these noble creatures in our world. Yeah. So they're not doing anything other than creating a proclamation of how wonderful elephants are. Yeah. And if you live in the city of Ojai in Southern California, aren't you so excited that that's what sure. your, your town council is spending their time well, doing? Well, look, government is a, and we're going to get into this a lot more next hour, but government is a disaster at all levels. These local governments are run by some of the weakest dumbest people alive and look i guess they just and but this is important because this is the 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 feeding ground of which these people elevate up the feed chain you have weak dumb people who are politically have political aspirations and when you're weak and dumb and you have political aspirations you do whatever thing you think the interest group that you need in that moment is, and then you get stupid stuff like this. Well, or it's just, it's this guy's personal pet project. Right. And he wanted to make it a big issue. Yeah. And, and using his, his government sure. as a way to do it. Of course it. he did. Okay, speaking of elephants, you know, Hammer at one point weighed as much as a baby <laughs> elephant. He'll be coming up in a little bo- a little while. It's Friday, so yeah. he's got to do a weigh-in. That's correct. And we'll see if he's uh, making progress. Our voicemail's next. Yeah, we've got a few phone calls. How exciting. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The phone number, if you'd like to contribute, 317-684-8444. It is 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, Rob, we began the week with you talking about an issue that you have had with your insurance company. Yes, uh, where we we laid this out for those of you who, who uh, missed the show earlier this week. Uh, my insurance agent went completely, well, essentially went AWOL. I was able to get him on the phone I think one time, and then the other times it was a bunch of blow-offs, and the conversation I had with him was this, like, just bizarre, non-straight-answer thing. And so finally, my insurance was coming due, so I, in a panic, canceled the policy and found a competent person, and he saved me, like, $1,500. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've had multiple people from this guy come to my agency expressing the same type of bizarre behavior that you are expressing. Turns out the guy got arrested appears multiple times based on the state website, a variety of things. Many, many people have now written me about this guy and the expanding on the bizarre behavior not available on the state's website related to his arrest. Mm -hmm. And so the insurance company, homeowners insurance was great. They said, hey, you know, basically, sorry you had gone through that. You know, here's your money back that we owe you. Thanks. And we hope maybe in the future they'll have better experience with us. Great. Wonderful. The car insurance people, though. Different story billed me for an early cancellation Mm -hmm. and the money that they owed me 
when factored in with the uh, early cancellation policy, they said I owed them $12. And I called them and I told them, you can do whatever you want to do to me. I am never giving you this $12, and I will be more than happy <laughs> to go to court and stand in front of a judge mm -hmm. and explain what your guy is and how he's operating. And now on top of that, since that conversation, he got ar arrested multiple times, according to the state website. And they had last thing they'd said to me was something like, hey, we're going to assign a, a case manager to this or, the, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, so I'm thinking, okay, they're going to come to their senses and realize, hey, this dude's been arrested, et cetera. We yeah. can't be, you know, holding people accountable for leaving. I get a, a, a bill for $12 from a collections company. And so we're discussing, like, what should I do here? Because um, I'm going to get, I already have gotten, but I'm going to continue to get way more than $12 worth of fun out of this. And I, at some point here, I'm going to name the insurance company, and I may name the guy, too, because really just egregious behavior but should you know we could take it to court mm -hmm. i'd love to tell a judge everything that i went through we could make it like wibc day at the courtroom where it's like animal house where y'all have all the wibc listeners show up and maybe we go to lunch afterwards i'm trying to figure out you know exactly how do i want to handle this because you got like 30 days to respond to their yeah. letter and so i've been kind of working through what my approach is going to be will you put it out to all of our wibc listeners yeah. to weigh in on this yeah what you should do should mm -hmm. you just pay the 12 dollars and put it behind you and move on or do we drag this out and see what can come of this whole $12 well because I don't want what happened to me to happen to other people mm -hmm. with this guy and this company and clearly it was happening based on my now insurance agent who admitted that yeah, yes. we've heard this from other people okay well we did get uh lots of phone calls about this people wanted to weigh in so we've got two right in a row uh here's somebody with a suggestion for you Hey, Rob, what you need to do with that insurance thing is you call them and say, I need need a, an itemized copy of the billing. And then the then when that comes in, say, oh, wait, I need an itemized. I need you to send me my, my contract or my insurance information. And just give, you could delay that for three months. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I would do that and then do the. Because you know, while you're in negotiation or, or trying to get paperwork, they can't send you the collections because you're trying to, as far as they know, pay the bill. Yeah. And then when you've exhausted those avenues of delay, then you go ahead and do your plan about uh, challenging it, all that stuff. Have a good day. Yeah, I like so, that. So he, he's in favor of you dragging this out as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to get – I'm going to get my value out of this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know – $12 is never costing them so much. I, I would love to see a judge, mm -hmm. and I think in Hendricks County where I live, most of the judges are very upstanding, nice people. Given the facts of this case and this company and this insurance agent say, oh, no, Mr. Kendall, you you acted in the wrong here. And it, it, at least if we do, we will do way more than $12 worth of damage to the people who are the, the offenders here. Okay, one more phone call about this issue. Hey, pay the $12, then turn around taken to small claims court for up to $6,000. They have to pay at least $1,500 for a lawyer to show up. You don't have to have a lawyer. You'll make money on that one. Of course, you do have a lawyer. I do. <laughs> he works in this building. He's saying, turn that $12 into a windfall for you. Yeah, I think Shabazz and Kindle Incorporated might have to have. <laughs> I mean, we've had a little talk about what I should do with this, and Abdul's offered me some advice. But I think maybe we're going to have to have a, like an actual formal meeting next <laughs> week and get an actual strategy on this. Because right now, I'm tempted to call the collections company. 
because they give you a phone number to call, and there's an electronic way you can submit your response. Mm -hmm. Lay this out to them and say, given this, and you know, I'll electronically send the fact that the guy was arrested and the mug shot and everything else. Do, are you? What are you going to do? Send an attorney? Yeah. For twelve dollars? They probably don't want to represent him either. Well, this is my point. Yeah. So, the, I think everybody's going to hopefully get out okay on this. But I think is. I think as George Costanza once said, Casey, you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Or as Steve Martin said in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, <laughs> and you know this by now, Casey, you're messing with the wrong guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, another phone call from Trucker John. Oh, you remember Trucker John. Rap, rap, rapper rapper mm-hmm. uh, slash Trucker yeah. John, yes. Uh, he he wrote a song called Serve Hoosiers Well. Yes. We've played it on these airwaves. Uh, he's got some shows coming up in Indianapolis. Now, don't, don't let this pass you by. Of course, he wants to use, I think, his time with us to promote his show. Oh. So he called in and asked a question <laughs> about the I Love Rob Kendall and I Hate Rob Kendall t-shirts, oh, yes. which are available right now at store.hammerandnigel.com. Yes. So here's Trucker John with his question. Hey, Rob. Hey, Casey. <clears throat> John here. And I have a conundrum that I think maybe you guys might be able to help me with. Now, as y'all know, I said I've got that show November 18th down in Orleans, Indiana. But I've also managed to book a couple of shows in Indianapolis and Columbus in oh. Indiana in November and I'm really considering for the Indianapolis show buying one of them T-shirts off of a Hammer and Nigel's website. But I don't know which one to buy because I kind of want to wear one for the show in Indianapolis. I think it would be fitting, uh, you know, to wear it on stage. I mean, I love the show, so should I go and I, you know, I like Rob. Should I wear the I love Rob shirt? Or should I ironically wear the I hate Rob Kendall shirt? I mean, he did say I was a lunatic. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe y'all can help me. What's your opinion? <laughs> Majority vote. You, Casey, and uh, Kevin, I'll take a vote on it. And whichever one you know, gets two out of three, that's the shirt that I will order and I will wear on stage in Indianapolis. <laughs> Let me know. Y'all have a good one. Okay, so uh, what do you think? Kevin's not here. We're going to get Kylan to weigh in on this. Yeah. He said we'll pick. Yeah, okay. So first of all, I think we have to go to the Trucker John concert. Like, we will make it a station <clears throat> event. Mm-hmm. You, me, Kev, mm-hmm. Kylan, I know you love live music. You're welcome. Uh, anybody else from the air staff that would like to go um, and support Trucker John? I feel like that's maybe something we need to do mm-hmm. just to find out what this guy is like in On person. Stage, yeah, right? absolutely. Sure. Uh, Kylan, ladies first, what do you think Trucker John should wear? The I love Rob Kendall or I hate Rob Kendall, keep in mind, when you go to store.hammerandnigel.com mm-hmm. and you buy an I hate or I love Rob Kendall shirt, I am making no money off of these. When my royalties or whatever they're called come in, every penny is going to Project Rescue, which helps fight human sex trafficking across uh, across the globe. And it's mm-hmm. actually being done through Life Church. So technically the money will go to Life Church. They track all of that. And then at the end of the year, they do many fundraisers for Project Rescue. They give all of that money to Project Rescue. So that in mind. I hate Rob Kendall. I love Rob Kendall. Kylan, what say you? He did have a good point where you said he was a lunatic. I did, so yes. <laughs> wearing the bright red I hate Rob makes sense, but I think the white t-shirt would be best on stage oh. so you can catch the lights and look pretty cool with the mic standing up there. Listen okay. to her. She's thinking of the aesthetics of everything. Absolutely. Well, yeah, she's she's an, act, an actress, yes. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Ooh. I think the red is attention-getting. It's popping. And I think that he should go with the I hate Rob Kendall t-shirt. 
Yeah. Now, now Debbie in the YouTube chat, by the way, you can watch us on YouTube, uh, said, quote, he needs to get both, cut them up, and see the two <gasps> fronts together. So you could have... I oh, a half and half. Yeah, a half and half. So when he turns like around... like the A.J. Hawk uh, yeah, right. jersey. Yes, I like that. And that means he'd have to buy two shirts that mm-hmm. help Project Rescue. I, I like, like that. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, I feel like if he does the I hate Rob Kendall, he might be more apt to get people to buy or inquire about the shirts, which means they would buy more, which for me would help Project Rescue more. Mm-hmm. But you know me, Casey. Oh, <laughs> it's it's all the same. It's, it's all the it's same. It's fine. It's all I've going ordered, to charity for me anyway. I've ordered my T-shirts. They haven't come in yet. I'm I'm hoping maybe this weekend. Yeah, we'll well, I've, I've uh, marked them down as gifts for people. So uh, very excited. And again, just a reminder, and Hammer's up next, mm-hmm. if you have an angry red-shirted teacher in your life, this mm-hmm. would be the perfect gift for them to wear to the state house for their next rally fighting accountability in public education. Yeah. If you have a member of the Indiana General Assembly, any Republican, a loved one who's a Republican member of the General Assembly, perfect for them. And I love Rob Kendall's shirt. Might be perfect for your next school board meeting or local government meeting. I mean, there's just a variety of ways you can be fashionable and <laughs> and support a good cause. Support a good cause. Okay. Uh, we've got Hammer who's going to weigh in next on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That's his theme song. Theme song. Hammers in the studio. It's Friday. How have we gone from, hey, we're just going to play this song for this bit to it's become my theme song. Like, <laughs> like when I'm Deion Sanders and I walk room to room. I don't hear the Fat Albert uh-huh. theme, Casey. No. Well, until you get down to that ideal weight, I think you got to <laughs> stick with it. Fine. I'll go full Coach Prime. Give me my theme music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, uh, what's that soccer player's name? Michelle Rapino, who's walking in with her own uh, no, walk-on. Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe, If you yeah. ever compare me to Megan Rapinoe again. <laughs> I won't do it. I know you're a woman, and I will never hit a woman, <laughs> but I will pay my wife to beat your ass. Okay, okay. I don't want to see any of that. It's good that Rob's engaged. I know, he's totally program. zoned Just out on the Ryder like Cup. Just like a goon watching TV. <laughs> this is like what the old shows on WIBC used to be like before we all got here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my thing is they... They, in a startling move, they let people with 10 handicaps or worse amateurs play the morning round of the Ryder Cup for the Americans. They sent the pros out this afternoon, and they're doing, at least as of right now, much better. And so it's just weird they let total amateurs play against the European professionals this morning. Now, again, we'll get to the weigh-in here in just a second, but you're the golf guru yeah. here. Yeah. Is the United States team bad because they're upset about that little split between the PGA and the live golfers? Like, do they give some of the live golfers the Heisman Trophy stiff arm because they didn't want him around? Uh, I think it's a couple things. One, the fact that Wow and uh, Johnson were not picked for the team because they're on live. I think that hurt. And they're worthy of being on oh, the team. Oh, yeah. And they were a big part of the last one. It's in Europe. America never plays well in Europe. And... Their captain, Zach Johnson, is a moron and put a guy, uh, Burns, who, if you see this dude, 
at this point, he is, he's got like Hulk Hogan hair in back, but then when you see him with his hat off, it looks like he is going bald, so he almost has a skullet. So he's like the real Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he put, he put like a, a dude with a skullet out in the opening group, and it was all downhill from there. I mean, I, I didn't like the pairings. I didn't like any of this, and I liked the pairings this afternoon much better, and they're playing much better. But, man, that first... I got up at 1.30 for this hammer. 1.30. I'm got my USA shirt on. I'm waving my American flag. And boy, those guys hit some shots that I looked at and said, I could have done better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week I was at 250.2. The quest is for me to lose 50 pounds. I've got a calendar year to do it. I get granted three timeouts. We started at 271. Okay. 271 flat. Yep. You were literally as big as a baby elephant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was on August 11th, okay? So, let's see where we're at now. All right, here he goes. He's going to get up there on that scale. Hammer waddling over. Scale is shaking. Let's go! Look at that! Let's go! Nice! Look at that! 246 pounds, Rob. Yeah, you are. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, you are. You're halfway, aren't you? We are halfway there. We are living on a prayer. Boy, that's amazing. You are, yes, exactly halfway there. How about that for dramatics? Mm -hmm. Get ready, Bal. So from August 11th, where I was 271, Uh to today... Lean, mean, 246 pounds. We're making progress. You, I can tell. I can see it on you, by the way. I mean, I was sexy before, but now it's almost like you can't control yourself. I mean, you look, make it look out. Like my eyes are up here. Yeah. Can, can, before we get into uh, the fact that apparently Joe Hawksett listens to our shows, which is wild, I guess, by his own admission. Oh, he's not working. Well... <laughs> uh, can we talk about how, again, this is the second time in two weeks, just blind officiating cost us money last night (laughs) i mean this is just blatant i mean it's not even close so there was a clear delay of game that should have been called (laughs) like and when i say clear like two plus seconds went off the clock before the ball was snapped when the clock was at zero and that next play went all the way down the field and led for a touchdown. Uh, so it kind of cost us the over-under. Uh, in that, in that Lions-Packers game last night. And then the week before, it was the the first down that on replay. The guys clearly crossed, crossed the line. What are these people doing? What are they paying them for? And I think what's great now is you... Now that I've got you being a gambling degenerate, you see how bad officiating <laughs> yeah. is. Because when you've got money on the line, yeah, that's right. you're tied into every single play, and you know how bad some of these calls are. And look, I don't know how you do it, because mine's, you know, $3, $2. I could get excited about $0.10. Cents. It's mm-hmm. just the thrill of winning. It's not even the money to me. But it's like, I don't know how people who bet actual money can can do this. I mean, it's it's just like, how, how could you lose actual money on calls that bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, just the guy the guy stinks at his job. The guy stinks at his job at the Walmart. It doesn't affect you. The guy stinks at his job at the football game or the ref. You lose you, a bunch of money. You got money on it. Yeah. So speaking of picks, this afternoon at 445 again, I'll have mm-hmm. a new article out where I will have five bets free 
anybody can make this weekend. Uh, four college games. I'll have a play on the Colts game. I'll give the Degenerate Special oh, on yeah. the air tonight. Uh, last two weeks in college football, I've been 6-1-1. One, and one. Uh-huh. My esteemed colleague, Scott Long, is coming off a week where he was 4-0-1. Oh, oh, and one, mm-hmm. and our professionals, uh, Follow Never Fade and the Cash Man Wins, uh, they've been rolling too. So this is a fun thing. You know, Scott and I are not professional handicappers, but I would put our overall records up against anybody. And I love the Cash Man. We've had him on our mm-hmm. show before. He's kind of like a cartoon character. He's a big, hairy American winning machine. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a neat guy. All and right. David is awesome too. Uh, okay, so uh, we read the thing earlier. Uh, it turns out Joe Hogsett admitting to uh, Adam Wren in Portonville. Now, Adam and I are friends. I know you guys have issues. Yeah. I, I just don't like reporters that out sexual assault history mm-hmm. against the wishes of the victim. But Adam has always been very nice to me. You know my rules. Just quote me accurately in your in your stories. And you have friends that I don't care for either. Right. So, But uh, Wren like, used to troll us all the time. And I've noticed that he stopped doing that now ever since we bring up the fact that he and Politico were scumbags for what they did to that woman in South Ben. So in Importantville, the, the, which is his publication, Joe Hogsett responded to, I guess, a question about where he was or his people responded on his behalf. Now, Importantville, this is the thing that Pencil Nick runs, right? The, that is his publication. It's like okay. Abdul's cheat sheet. <laughs> okay. And in there, mm-hmm. he blamed, uh, he essentially said, well, should we read it? I've got it. Okay, do you want to read it? Yeah, he says, we would suggest that both the Shreve campaign and the city as a whole would benefit from Jefferson listening less to right-wing radio shock jocks. Shock jocks. And more to the concerns of regular families who are tired of Trump-style politics infiltrating local government. Like, You're anytime they want to criticize Hammer and Nigel show, or sometimes the station as a whole, they use the term shock jocks, mm-hmm. which is like a 1985 yeah. dated reference. Like, we're not Howard Stern. I promise you that. We're not Man Cow in the Morning when he used to do the Chicago show. We didn't make this stuff up. We didn't wake up one day and said, you know what would be fun? What would get people fired up if we started a rumor that Joe Hogsett was in rehab during the riots? That's not what happened. People came to us. There is an investigative reporter in the city of Indianapolis who has said he's spoken with Mm -hmm. someone who was in rehab with Joe Hogsett. And the fact that there's no paper trail because Joe doesn't use his government email should be a red flag to anybody. And I think the frustrating thing is we're doing more to talk about this than Shreve is. Yes, he's kind of ran that one ad, but now he's back on the gun control mm-hmm. stuff in these mailers. And it's like, why are we the only ones talking about this? Don't you want to win? The mailers tell me, look, I'm sorry I have to run this ad saying where was Joe, but this is what I'm really about. I mean, he's just such a weak ass, wishy-washy Republican and... If you think Governor Holcomb is weak, here comes Jefferson Shreve saying, hold my Zima, because this guy (laughs) is from the same mold. And again, I'm just one guy. I'm one voter in Marion County. Yes, I have a platform, but I never tell anybody how to vote. I am not voting for any of these guys because neither one of them deserve it. I think they're the same guy. All right. And look, credit to Adam. Apparently he asked the question, which is all we can say, and it gives us another opportunity to point out he will not tell you in the answer where he was. Now, apparently he's saying like there's some commission report and to read it and blah. Now, you're going to have a guy on Robert Evans who has been on your show before 
uh, who has been trying for the better part of well, two years now, it seems like, to get via public information some sort of confirmation of where Joe Hawksett was during the riots, and he absolutely can't do it. So what we're going to talk about this afternoon is Robert Evans, a concerned citizen, wanting to know where the leadership was when the city was being burned and looted out. Uh, he's filed all the paperwork. He's done the FOIAs. He's done all this. What we've learned already is that Joe Hogsett does not use his government email. So he uses his personal email. All right, fine. So if that's true, and what we're going to talk about this afternoon is if you buy that story, which, all right, shady people probably do use their personal email and not their business one. If he's using his personal email for the business of the city of Indianapolis and there's no paper trail, there's no accountability, that's a problem. Are we supposed to just look at Joe Hawkset, Diamond Joe, Boss Hawkset, and go, we're just going to take your word that everything's mm -hmm. just fine? Yeah, we there's no accountability you. when you use your personal email, and we're going to get into the weeds of that this afternoon. And, and I, look, it's such a simple question. Where, where were you? you and how can you prove where you were well he told wish tv's alexis a couple years ago he was at home he was at home watching it now keep in mind this guy loves a photo op he would take a selfie at a funeral if he had a chance to do it <laughs> but he was nowhere to be found at all when the city needed leadership the absolute most are you kidding me and that goes completely against what an investigative reporter has found yeah uh Look, he still will not answer the question where he was during the riots and simply calling us names. By the way, thank you for listening, Joe, is not going to answer where you were during the riots. And Jefferson Sharif, why are we doing all this work and you're sitting there with that crap-eating grin on your face? <laughs> it's coming up this afternoon. Well, you already said. Yeah, Robert Evans is going to come by. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. And it's Beer Sample Friday. Let's have a good time. Congratulations on the weigh-in. Nice work. Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Come on! Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.